TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We're right back to EEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on EEI. Well, you got to give them credit. You know, they, they played harder than us. Uh, uh, and especially that second half. Um, in, in our regard, um, it's, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough because, uh, you know, I feel like the intent is there a lot of the time. And guys are trying to do the right things. Um, but, uh, you know, right now this is, you know, this is who we are. And, uh, you know, we have some, some searching, definitely. Okay, so that was Al Horford. Celtics forward after the Celtics' embarrassing loss the other night at Minnesota. Celtics are undermanned. Timberwolves are undermanned. The T-Puppies. Um, tell me about that. Tell me about that, Justin. What was going on there? A couple guys that just they slapped them together last minute. Um, Greg, Greg, who was it? Didn't even Greg Monroe didn't even Greg know Monroe. some of the. Let, let me pull this up. This is one of the most ridiculous. Yeah, play that again. Let me pull this up. You didn't know who, what, what. Because, you know, I, I understand guys with COVID, you know, guys are out and there's it's a mess. But, I mean, they were the same. The, the Timberwolves were the same in the same boat. And let me know when you have that sound. because You got it? Let's hear yeah, so this sound. is Greg Monroe postgame. Okay. Taylor Well played Austin tonight. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Jeez. Now who is who's he referencing? Noel. Now I'm listen. Yes, this is the holiday season. I, the Noel. I'm all for Noel, but 29 points with that that guy. I never heard of him. Night. I mean, I, I the the announcer. I, I listened to some of the uh, Timberwolves broadcast. It's nighttime in Minnesota. Nighttime. Like who? What? Th- that. Okay. This is what I'm going to say on the Celtics. And, and I was thinking about this. You know, I've been thinking about this for a little bit. But now, Jason Tatum is, what, 23 years old? And I get that. He's young. And the questions still remain. There are questions, obviously. Is he going to stay here? You know, is he going to want to go to L.A.? Is he going to want to team up? We, those questions exist all around the league now. It's part of the, the, the current fabric of the NBA. But the question I'm asking tonight and Al Horford sort of just alluded to it, I guess. Are, are the Celtics basically what we saw, not just the other night, last night, but what we've seen basically since the bubble ended? Are that are they the Boston Celtics? And 
is it ridiculous to think that they're just going to change? You know, are they, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, are they a 24 year old man who is five foot 11 inches, five foot 10 inches? And here we are every day trying to analyze and discuss when it is they're going to get to six feet. I mean, are they a finished product at this point? Are they never going to be able to morph outside of what they have become now? Because I know that Jason Tatum's 23 and that's young, but he's also been in the league five years. Jalen Brown has been in the league. You know, these aren't rookies. They've been around. And I don't know if they're ever going to change and become something bigger and better. Okay, and I'll give you some reasons why. Do they have talent issues? Is there a lack of talent associated with the Boston Celtics? Uh, The Boston Celtics, maybe. Sure. Right now, yeah, fine. Maybe that's the issue. But then I think back to Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker. Guys like that. Because Kemba Walker, if you recall, now I know he had injury problems, but he was the starting point guard after signing here as a free agent or whatever it was. You know, Kyrie Irving leaves, Kemba Walker signs. He became the starting point guard for the East All-Stars. Okay? Doesn't get much more starry than that. Don't have enough stars? You sign a guy that becomes the starting point guard for the East All-Stars. And what happened there? Well, he got hurt. You know, there were injury concerns. But you didn't do anything noteworthy. You never took that next step. You know, Gordon Hayward was here. He was an all-star player. But then what? There wasn't enough balls to go around. You know, how are we going to get all these touches to all these good players? We could never make it work. The guys could never mesh. You know, and then guys spend time being injured. Oh, when we get the band back together, we're going to really go on a run because we got so much talent. And then, you know, everybody played and you couldn't get the ball to enough. Nobody could produce. It It was clunky. It didn't work. So you had issues when you didn't have talent now. You had issues when you had too much talent back then, Kyrie Irving. Obviously, that was a different situation. You know, he's a nut. But he was still talented. And when he went out, you ended up playing better. Essentially, that's when you went on the run. So Gordon Hayward was here. Issues. Not enough talent issues. Oh, but what about the bench? You don't have enough bench. There's not enough good complimentary pieces. Really? I mean, who else are you going to get? You've gotten veterans. Al Horford has been here twice. You still can't take the next step. You've gotten guys. Josh Richardson, Evan Fournier, Ennis Cantor twice. Still can't take the next step. You're on your, you know, your second head coach. Brad Stevens is gone. Udoka's in there. Can't take the next step. He says all the right things. I'll give him credit. He says the right things. I don't know what you do. You know, I, and I don't want to give up. If you're asking me, oh, do I blow it up? Well, no, because you can't get, you know, you need talent at at, at the end of the day, and you're not going to find more talent than Jason Tatum and even Jalen Brown. You're just not going to find it. You go, dra- you go back into the draft lottery, good luck. You want to live that life again? I'm done with that, at least for now. So I'm riding with these guys. What I try to do is change it. But that's hard. 
You bring in guys, it doesn't work. You bring in a new coach, that doesn't work. You know, outside of this enormous superstar level type guy, superstar level, transcendent talent, I don't know what you can do. And that's probably not going to happen because this is Boston and those types of guys don't come here. You know, and you're probably not going to be able to fleece a team anyway. And if there's a free agent, like I said, it's a tough place to to attract the player to come. I don't think Bradley Beal's big enough. He's not going to do it. He will not do it. He'd be Kemba Walker again. It's not good enough. I'm not even sure Damian Lillard's good enough. And I love Damian Lillard. Is he going to be available? Who knows? But I'm not even sure a player of that level is enough. Maybe, maybe Lillard. I'd leave the door open, but I'm not sure. You know, there's a few guys you'd be sure. Obviously, Giannis, you know, people like that. Maybe Luka. You know who the Celtics are right now? Or this is the way I feel about the Celtics. It's like when you get married. I had a cousin say he was going to do this. He ended up not doing this, and he just had a baby, so congrats to Cousin Brett. But... You know, we talked about this in jest. You know, we were joking. But it's like the Celtics, they went and got married. You know, they were they were, try, they were dating this girl. They were dating this person. They were trying to find a way, win them over, get married. And then once they got, the second they got married, which to me feels like the Eastern Conference final circle, whatever that was, 2017, when Kyrie went out and Tatum and Brown, they led the team and they went to the Eastern Conference finals and they took LeBron James to seven games. You get married. And then you let yourself go. That's what it feels like to me. Now, I'm not saying they're not trying, but it feels like they made the Eastern Conference Finals. They announced their presence, and they were good. They made it. That's it. You get married, and that's it. You let yourself go. You just don't work out anymore. You get a little belly. You stop dating your wife. Doesn't matter. You go through the motions. You got her. That's it. But you don't want to leave. You know, because you like the NBA. You like being in the NBA, obviously. It's fun to be a baller and playing with all those guys, all these guys you looked up to. You know, you don't want to leave the marriage. Getting divorced is a hassle. The sex is good. You know, you don't want to do that, but you're just kind of going through the motions and you're stuck. You're stuck and you can't take that next step. I, I have no other explanation. That's what it feels like the Celtics are. They just are... They've, they feel like they want to be in cruise control because they made it and they're in the NBA. Outside of that, they're good because they're certainly not prioritizing winning. They've got guys that can put up numbers. they got talent, but they do not have winning players. What am I supposed to say? I mean, they're below 500. They have not been good since the bubble. They have failed to take the next step. They, they are awful in the fourth quarter. They are awful. They get, they have leads. They blow leads. It's like clockwork. Now, that would be, to me, a direct indictment on your best player who's a, who's an elite scorer. But when you, got, when you have those types of issues, how am I supposed to overlook it? I mean, last night, Nathan Knight, 20 and 11. Nathan Knight. Jalen Noel, 29 points. And Greg Monroe, who played here. Did he play here? He was here. I barely remember it. He signed a 10-day contract, had 11-9. and And he had a comment like that after the game, that Justin just played. 
He played great tonight. Had no idea who he was. That's like when I go play with the old man, uh, old fart over the hill league. I have no idea who that school teacher was, but he hit a bunch of threes. He had a great night. I mean, what a joke. I know you were down Tatum didn't play last night, but you can't keep losing these games, especially the Celtics last night. They were in control basically the, you know, basically the whole way. I know it got away from them in the fourth quarter. But I, I, every time I looked up, they were massaging a 10-point lead. Ooh, it fell under 10, and then Grant Williams hit a corner three, and it went back over 10. They, I mean, they were in control most of the way, and they couldn't close it out. They have gotten role players in here. Jeff Teague, uh, Dennis Schroeder. All kinds of guys, all kinds of veterans, all types of players, rookies, young guys that have come up, haven't done enough, but they, you know, these are competent players. Grant Williams is competent. Peyton Pritchett, you know, and that's the other thing. Last night, was it a statistical issue? You didn't have enough help? Jalen Brown didn't have enough help? What did Pritchett have? 24? Al Horford shot 50% from three? think he was four from eight from three or maybe I'm thinking of Grant Williams who also had a good night from three 15 points that wasn't the problem you just you don't know how to win you can't win you don't have winning players when winning time comes you have no idea what to do you know we're not going to stop talking about him because it's the Celtics and that's the basketball team in the NBA in Boston. But it's like you should just stop talking about them. I mean, until they show us something different, I don't know what else is there to discuss. 617-779-7937 if you want to jump in on them. I don't know what there is to discuss. They don't win. You know, they don't win. They don't come up with wins in the in the fourth quarter, late in games. And it's just... What are you supposed to say? They are too good. They've been too good to be what they are. They are too frustrating. They don't play, you know, they don't play the way they need to play. They don't play with enough passion. They don't play enough defense. They Down the stretch, their best player who has elite offensive skill is not nearly good enough. And it's just, it's a maddening existence if you're a part of this team. Or if you're not a part of this team, but if you're rooting for this team, if you're a fan of this team. But I wouldn't blow it up. I would. I, I just don't think you can find that type of talent. I don't even know where you'd go. You know, Tatum. I'm worried he'll leave. Um. I, I would. T- what I would do is take the chance that one of those guys leaves, and then if that happens, you hope one of them stays. And if one of them leaves, well, then you can organically see what would have happened had you traded one of them. But unless you can get, I, I mean. I mean, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook won nothing. And Westbrook, say what you want about him now, but at one point he was one of the top players. You know, he's an MVP guy. So they won nothing. Why should I think? Right now, this duo is struggling to be Walker and Pierce. They are that. They're that level. I mean, Tatum's that good. But you know what? I take that back. They're Walker and Pierce. They're not struggling to be Walker and Pierce. I take that back. But this is a problem because by now this team should have taken a, another step, a, a bigger step, and they can't do it. And I don't think outside of an unbelievable transcendent superstar level guy, I don't know what else you could do because I think the Celtics have done it. 
it's convenient to say they don't have enough talent. I think they've done, you know, they've played that game where you have enough talent. They still can't do it. They still can't get over the hump when they have enough talent. I don't know. But it ain't good, and it's not working. And it's a maddening watch to boot. Because they'll have flashes where they play great, and they beat the Bucks not on Christmas, but whenever that was a few weeks ago. And that's a good game. That's a good win. And then that's it. You've got to find a way if the shots aren't falling. I guess this is a little Patriot-esque. You've got to find a way to win a game when it's not going, when you get off script. Hey, if it's a great shooting night and Tatum's, you know, feeling it and Brown's supplementing what Tatum's doing, that's great. But you can't just win. If you're a good team, you get these stars, you've got to find a way to win when you're having a bad night, when it's not going well when you're just the best player out there, because a lot of times Jason Tatum is the best player out there and it's just not working. And they got to find a way. Uh, and I can't believe I'm hearing things like this season is getting away and it's becoming too late. I mean, too late for what? Are you telling me they're not going to make the playoffs? That would be a disaster. And it would be it'll be theater to see how it plays out. But... Um, you know, the ceiling was supposed to be higher than this. And five years in, it's not. And I don't know what we're going to be able to see. I don't know what's going to be able to happen to change that, realistically. All right, speaking of ceilings, uh, one guy had an opinion on Mac Jones's ceiling. And I want to get into that next. This is WEI Late Night. For nearly 30 years, the home of the Boston sports fan. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. NFL legend John Madden passed away unexpectedly this morning at the age of 85. Some sad news there in the NFL. Um, elsewhere in the NFL, 34 players across the league were placed on the COVID reserve list. That number significantly down from yesterday when we saw 96 players added to the list. Three more Patriots were added to the list today. Those players were Brian Hoyer, Brandon King, and Josh Uche. They joined Matt Judon and Jawan Bentley in the COVID protocols from yesterday. The Jaguars also added three more players to the COVID list, so they are now up to 13. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the NFL and the NFLPA have adopted the new CDC guidelines that will now reduce the quarantine time from 10 days to 5 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic including those who are unvaccinated, which means anyone placed on the COVID reserve list today or yesterday has a chance to play. The Celtics lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves 108-103 to last night. The Celtics shot just 37% from the field as they lost to a team that didn't even know each other. Next up for the Celtics will be a home game against the Clippers Wednesday night. Tip-off for that one is set for 7.30. And finally, Shohei Otani has been named the AP Athlete of the Year. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to EEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on EEI. But when this game was done, it all came down to one has a superstar quarterback talent, one has a guy. And that's not a knock on Mac Jones. He's young. He's a rookie. But the ceiling is so obvious once everything's not lined up. He's trailing in the second half. They're facing a good scheme. He has to throw and everybody knows it. All right, so that was Colin Cowherd on Mac Jones. Um, You know, I, I still think, well, first of all, if we're talking big picture, Mac Jones, we don't know what his ceiling's going to be. Um... Now, that's a good thing for now, but I will say this. Mac Jones, we'll see how he ends the year. There's more football to play. I still think right now, I know it's getting a little bit shaky, but right now the Patriots, you know, I, I'm making plans for the playoffs, baby. You know, I if they don't make the playoffs, that'll be a different conversation. We'll have that later. I still think they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, so I'm still envisioning a playoff game to assess. But I'll say this about Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is going to take those next steps and and raise the bar and and make his ceiling higher, that will happen by next year. You know, this isn't some 3-4 year project here. Mac Jones um will, he if he's going to be the quarterback because this is a stable situation. This is Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I know he doesn't have the weapons of some other places. Um, but there should be a step taken next year, especially if the Patriots can find a way to get a wide receiver. Then you'll have to take that step. You know, number one wide receiver. If they do that, then there's no excuses. But quarterbacks are able to take that step going forward early now they can do that again this isn't 20 years ago 15 years ago when that was harder to do they can do that early and if Mac Jones is going to take that next step it's going to happen I still think he's shown enough this year that we could all be excited you know my level of excitement on Mac Jones has not moved yet um not yet not after two bad games because there was still a moment there during the indie game where I thought the Patriots were going to win I thought they were going to come back and win that game. I did not feel that way against Buffalo. He did not look good against Buffalo. He looked rattled off his spot. Buffalo was not a good performance for Mac Jones. But he's a rookie, and that happens. I still think he's where he was supposed to be. I still think when you talk about the weapons that he has, I mean, for crying out loud, look at what he had in college. He had better wide receivers still in college than he did, you know, than he does this year with the Patriots. But you've got to, the the Patriots have to prioritize getting him the number one guy, number one wide receiver 
outside the numbers. That's what they need. Outside the numbers. They need a big, freakish wide receiver that he can throw to, that he can rely on, that can jump and go up and get jump balls and 50-50 balls and make plays outside the numbers, down the field, over the middle, all of the above. They need a number one. Doesn't have to be Julio Jones, you know, 6-4. I don't mean actually Julio Jones, but I mean a guy of that, you know, size and speed. It can be a Diggs. It can be a guy that's quicker or smaller. You know, get me T.Y. Hilton from back in the day. A guy like that. Deion Branch even. The first time. He he just needs a, a bona fide number one. Preferably somebody that can that can make plays on the outside. And we're going to find out quick what his ceiling is. You know how we're not going to find out what his ceiling is? By running the ball and relying on just defense to win games. I think the Patriots should prepare him to throw the ball more than they're throwing the ball. And, I, you know... I'm not in the locker room, obviously. I'm not a coach. I just think that after 20 years of watching how playoff games are won, you need to be able to do that. And Mac Jones looks pretty competent. So when the whole nation from, you know, I got this this sheet here. What's this sheet called, Justin, with all the sound on it? The sound sheet. The sound just sheet. call it the sound sheet. The sound sheet. <laughs> that was easy. That's usually what I just okay. call it. So when everyone on the sound sheet is saying the same thing, Mac is a shore fisherman. Patriots offense isn't built to come from behind. Uh, Questions of Mac's psyche because he didn't throw the ball in the Bills game. The ceiling is obvious for Mac. It's all the same narrative. Everybody can see it. If If that's the way that everybody in the media talking about the Patriots can see it, how do you think the other teams are going to see it? That's that's why I don't understand why Patriots play, people in the organization were confused or surprised at the slow start against Buffalo. You load the box, you take away the short routes, the short stuff, and you make Mac Jones throw it down the field. If he can't do it, you know, it's going to be clear, and he hasn't been able to do it. Part of it is because he hasn't had really great wide receivers to throw to. Because the other thing is, Patriots, and I don't even want to bring this up. I don't even want to ask this question, but don't you want to find out what you have? You know, Mac Jones clearly has some potential. Um, Don't you want to find out what type of potential, how much potential? I think you do, and I think the best way to do that is by getting him some weapons and, and and, you know, figuring out, hey, we know this guy can play. Wide receiver X at a high level. You know, not Nelson Aguilar, not Kendrick Bourne, nice players, whatever. But guys that are just sort of, I don't want to call them Jags, but just, you know, they're whatever. They're okay. They're good. They're fine. If you get a guy that can really play, you know, Mac Jones has had some success this year with Hunter Henry. He's a good player. And Mac Jones has had good success. Not great success, good success. So why don't we get a guy that can play at a high level, that you know can play at a high level? 617-779-7937. If you know he can play at a high level, then Mac Jones will be essentially forced to match that type of production. If he can't, well, then you're going to know what you have. But I don't know how you can know for sure what you have 
unless you get them the requisite amount of weapons and the and the type of weapons uh, worthy of a top quarterback or a good quarterback at least. Because he's a rookie, he's going to take his rookie lumps. But next year, in his second year, if he's as good as we think, he's going to make some real serious plays. And he's going to make a big-time move. And you've got to get him a weapon, at least one, a wide receiver, to give him a chance to make that move. Pat Mahomes didn't play his rookie year. His second year, he threw 50 touchdowns. Now, he has weapons. He had Andy Reid, all that. He's better than Jones. But you've got to give Mac Jones a chance to really pop. And unless you get those weapons in place, you're not going to know truly what his ceiling is. And I'm not even talking, that's not even what I've been mad about or bothersome. That's not what's bothered me this year. What's bothered me this year is they're not winning games because they can't win games other than running the ball effectively and playing good defense. Okay, forget about knowing what you have in Matt Jones. I just think they could have tried to find out sooner than they have because right now we still don't know for sure. We think we know, but we don't know for sure. And until they get a, an adequate wide receiver to match Mac Jones's potential, we're not going to know for sure. While, by the way, not winning games, not being able to come back, not being able to throw the ball when you're down and you need a key third down conversion made. Did anybody feel good about third and long against the Bills? I didn't. You know, they made a couple plays. Give Matt credit. He made a couple plays with his legs, throwing across his body, a couple big plays, a couple third downs, fourth downs. They made some of them. But I wasn't feeling good about third and long. I wasn't feeling good about third and short. And they need a guy that can help. You don't have Tom Brady anymore. You don't have an offensive juggernaut. You need guys that can help the quarterback make plays. Okay? Because Mac Jones is never going to be as good as Tom Brady. And even when Tom Brady was Tom Brady, he didn't, you know, he wasn't as productive. Forget about his uh, his demeanor and his attitude. He just wasn't as productive when he didn't have good players around him. And he was the greatest of all time. Mac Jones isn't near that. You need to kind of match what he is with the wide receivers that he's going to be throwing to or else he's not going to have a chance. And if you want to find out what he is, you got to do that. Because you're not going to get an adequate assessment of what he could be if Jones doesn't have the requisite weapons to throw to. Somebody brought up the word the other day, frauds. Are the Patriots frauds? They're not frauds. It's not at that level. I mean, at least to me. Because I know, I feel like I've had a beat on what they are all year. They've been able to beat the teams that are limited that they match up with or when they get rolling and on schedule and stay on schedule. They can win those games. But they're not a fraud. I think they've beaten the teams that they supposed they were supposed to beat. They've lost to some of the teams that they weren't as good as. And that's basically where they are. That's not a fraud to me. That's a good team that's limited. Okay, a fraud to me would be... I don't know, a team that looked good all year, dominated all year, and then when it got tight in the playoffs and it was winning time, you lost to a lesser opponent. That That's a fraud. That would be a front-running fraud. I don't see the Patriots as that. They can't come back in games because they're limited, not because they're front-runners. So they're not frauds. They just are limited, and they can only win one way. 
Um, but then again, I wasn't one of those people saying they were going to the Super Bowl. I don't know why we were saying that. You know, it did look good. They they did look good for a stretch. But, you know, you, you've got to do more than just look good winning one type of way against teams that were okay. You know, the Titans who had no weapons, none of their real guys in there. The Browns were okay, but you couldn't, you know, they were okay. Not, we, we compared 2001. A lot of people have been doing that a lot this year. It's just not the same thing. Um, that team had different challenges. That team won different types of games. That team beat one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Crushed one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, there have been some comparisons, but it's not complete. And this isn't the 2001 team. And, you know, it's not a good spot right now, but I still think they're on schedule and I still think they have a chance to really put an exclamation point on a good season. They just have to do it. And we'll see if they can do it. They got a chance. And they can get back on track against a bad Jacksonville team. Uh, all right, when we get back, uh, we'll wrap it up here. You know, Tom Brady made a comment about the reporter that asked a question. Nobody knows more about asking Bill Belichick um, colorful questions, we'll call them, than I do. Um, I'm confident in saying that. Well, we maybe we'll. I want to hear what Tom Brady had to say about the reporter's court. We'll do that. We'll just make a comment on that. We'll wrap it up with some Patriots thoughts to finish up the show. This is WEI Late Night. Now back to EEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on EEI. I think my concern is, and I've said this, I believe they have a very low margin for error, Correct. right? And so when you watch this team and teams get up on them and they have to play a different style, as Dan mentioned, it seems difficult for them to have Yeah, success. they don't necessarily have the ability to erase things that yeah. happen. Hey, drops and penalties, they don't have them. enough like big playmaking to overcome it. All right, back here on WEI Late Night, Mark Dundero in. Um, so that was Ryan Clark. I, Ryan Clark was one of the people that talked about the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. I don't understand why now all of a sudden he's uh, realizing this, that they're limited and that they, you know, you were just weeks ago, two, three, whatever, four weeks ago, you were talking about the Super Bowl and the Patriots. Now, again, not all of us were doing that. I wasn't doing that. But Clark was doing that. Uh, this should have been obvious. They They never proved that they could do some of the things that they're now saying, Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky, that the Patriots can't do. They've never proven they've been able to do those things. That's what we were all saying. That's what I was saying. You've got to prove some of the – it's nice when you can win on your terms. You know, that's what you want to do, but you just – that's not reality. And the fact that they weren't able to do that um, the few times they've had to tells you what you need to know. So the fact that we were talking about the Super Bowl was irresponsible. They were not ready. We were not prepared for that conversation. It wasn't going to happen. You know, now had they beaten some teams and come back in the process, they beat one of the best teams in the conference and did it, you know, down 10 in the fourth quarter and looked consistent all year in doing types of championship-level things because, once again, we know what those things look like 20 years. You know, one thing Mac Jones has done, we're talking about his production this year and how he's looked good. Um, one thing that you could really say that not many people are talking about, he stayed healthy. 
Uh, that's not a, a big, you know, that's not not a big deal. That's noteworthy. The guy stayed healthy. Something I wasn't sure would happen um, when the reporter the other day. Can we get the sound, Justin, of Tom Brady? So Tom Brady is even commenting on the reporter that asked Bill Belichick postgame about the uh, about his New Year's resolution, Bill Belichick's New Year's resolution postgame. Tom Brady commented on that. Let's get that. I want to be as brave and courageous as she was asking that question to Coach Belichick after a loss. <laughs> That's what I want for the new year. That was uh, awesome. That was awesome. That was Good awesome. For her. I could have I kind of I predicted that answer. It's usually not the best time to ask a coach, you know, about things like that after a tough loss. You know what the most impressive thing about that was to me? And obviously, look, you don't ask that type of question post-game. I think Bill Belichick was as nice as he's ever going to be in that situation. Now, may, I don't know if he knew this woman or the publication or whatever. By the way, I never found out who she was. Did anybody ever get a name? I know she was from a local newspaper. I think it was the Attleboro oh, gotcha. Sun Chronicles okay. or something like that. But uh, I didn't local. Get the name. So local newspaper. Gotcha. Man. That obviously was not on the reporter. That is on, I don't think, I guess, maybe at a local newspaper. I'm not sure how that works. But you'd think that'd be on, like, the editor or somebody that would tell her. One time, my news director, I was working at a station, they made me go and ask him about, um, you know, Mayor Menino was not doing well. So they asked me to go up there and and ask him about Mayor Menino. And I knew it was going to happen. You know, I got body slammed. I knew I was going to get body slammed. I basically apologized to him before I asked it. But I was under orders and had to ask. Um, you know, this woman, God bless. I, I mean, I, I literally did the sign of the cross when she was doing that. Like, when I heard the question, I didn't know how he was going to take it. I, tough, awful loss. And you come with that. She phrased it okay, but you 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 ask that question on a Wednesday, you ask that question on a Friday, or maybe maybe if it was a big win and everybody was happy, you could sneak in a question like that and and get something. But sure, I give her credit. I give her credit for the stones, like Tom Brady said. It's it's been national news. God bless. You know, everybody's talking about the question. That's what it's all about. And he did say next week, I wonder if she'll come back. I wonder if he'll if he'll answer a question about it next week. Maybe somebody else will ask him. But the Patriots, they have a chance to get back, to get right against a bad team. And if they can do that, they'll go into Miami and that game will be awesome. I wonder, I don't know if that's a Sunday night. Uh, I know it's not scheduled to be a Sunday night game. I don't know if they flex it. I don't know if that happens in week 18. Do they even have Sunday night football in week 18? But that'll be a huge game. You know, and the Patriots, obviously, I'd like to think with the team they've put together this year, they're not going to get swept by a division opponent, especially one that at one point lost seven in a row. But if they can win the last two, they'll be good. And they've got to be prepared to win them with Mac Jones throwing the ball. Said it before the Buffalo game. They were not going to run and play defense on their way to a win against that team in that spot. They've got to be prepared to do it. And, you know, everyone knows it now. The league, it's out. If they thought they were sneaking up on teams, it's out. The only good thing is the Patriots can now become, once again, play the underdog role. And maybe they'll be better in that spot. But we'll have to see going forward. 
I'm back tomorrow night. We're going to talk more about this. We'll see if the Celtics can bounce back. More on that tomorrow, 10 o'clock. I'm back. Justin, thanks very much, man. I appreciate the help. And we'll see you tomorrow night on WEI Late Night. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.